East High. Hey folks, we're back. Here to talk about High School Musical, one minute at a time. What is this? This is Wildcat Minute. And who are we? The Amateur Nerds. And why are we? Because <laughs> we like making this because, podcast. What's the, what's the line in uh, the Mickey Mouse song? Because we love him. <laughs> oh, why? Because we love you, I think. Oh, okay. Why? Because we like you. Okay. Yeah, because we like you. Okay. It's the finale for the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It's not even the beginning. It's not the intro. Old Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Old Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Not the new one with the mouse catools. And toodles. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of Disney, High School Musical. I'm Kondra. One of of Disney's most valuable properties. And I'm Tyler. And we're here to talk about Minute 52 of High School Musical, which starts with Sharpay exiting (laughs) and ends with Darbus looking at Troy quizzically. Mm, I, I look at Troy quizzically a lot. She takes her glasses off and looks at him quizzically. Whoa. So we're finishing up this Sharpay trying to find Gabriella in the bathroom thing. And then we get one of the most stellar reveals of all time, that Gabriella was simply not hiding. She was around the corner. Where Sharpay looked. (laughs) She flat out looks in that spot, which makes no sense. Unless there's like a machine, like one of the, like... A, a product machine there. Yeah. I do not know how Sharpay did it, not see her. It's so bizarre. It's one of those things where it's just like, it's such a quick moment in like, kind of like filming. Like, would this have been like, was this something you had noticed before in watching the movie? Probably because that kind of stuff, I, I don't know, like off the top of my head. Cause it's part of a montage in general, which yeah. is like pretty fleeting. But for Gabriella to be in the exact same place Sharpay looked, and for also Sharpay to have walked right by her. Yeah. It's just one of those simple film like filmmaking things where like if one character exits the camera and the other character re-enters, re-enters then you just assume that neither saw the other. Yeah. Or that the second one saw the first one, but the th- you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's very bizarre and very funny. Yeah, it, it raises a lot of questions about Sharpay and narcissism. Yeah, it's po- it's po- well, it also it's possible that um, you know Sharpay needs glasses or something, and, or yeah, you know doesn't wear them, or she's blind in one eye. Yeah, she could have a disability. We have no idea. Yeah, um, call back to Fantastic Mr. Fox. Is she blind? <laughs> no, but she definitely has astigmatism of some, some sort. Otherwise, she doesn't see well. Certainly, uh, Christopherson. Anyway, yeah. It cuts from there to the music room with Kelsey and Gabriella first. Yeah, so Gabriella sidles it, up on the stool bench she's, next to Yeah, she's sitting next to Kelsey. Kelsey. And I like how Kelsey is teaching her how to sing. Like Gabriella has had some singing before, but like Kelsey's role in a lot of this is actually teaching them how to sing. Like yeah. not read the music and Like anyone like, can sing, but it takes skill to be a singer yeah and so like she's teaching gabriella like a breathing technique to get the certain tone out of her voice or like to pull the note in the way that it's supposed to yeah i was wondering what that was is that like a breathing thing or like a weird like you know like little bit of choreography that they were doing no i think it's a breathing thing because it's to help with the note it's like a multiple note kind of because it's heaven is two were two notes in a different way than i think like, she wants her to move in a very specific way with it. And so yeah. she, she's teaching her how her body can adjust to do that. So what's the line we're hearing now? 
there's not a star in heaven that we can't reach. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're hearing little tidbits of this song. It's a song I recognize, even though I haven't seen the movie. Believe it or not, I've heard it. I've heard... I think... I don't know if I've heard the recording, but I've heard people singing it. Yeah. Because it's a very popular it's song. It's catchy. I... I have definitely sung this song before. Like, it's a very catchy song. I've, like, I've definitely heard Gio singing it. <laughs> Past guest Gio. Yes. And then it cuts or fades into Troy singing with yeah. Kelsey. And Troy is having the time of his life. And he owes it all to you. Oh. <laughs> who sings that song? Do you know who sings that I song? I don't know who sings that song. But anyway, all I know it's not... Email us with who sings dirty, the, the Dirty Dancing song. song. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Troy's walking around. He's got like a mallet to hit a gong with, or yeah, it's a, a bass drum, a, a like big, a big one. So, it's a big soft mallet. Yeah, and he's holding it like a microphone, and like yeah, he's got his arms cute. out and he's dancing. And well, he's got his arms out like a plane because he's soaring <laughs> slash flying. And Kelsey's into it too. Like Kelsey's jamming along. Like they're yeah. obviously having a good time. Yeah, I wrote Troy is into it. I said Troy having fun. Oh, good. Those are basically synonymous. Uh, also, uh, Kelsey was kind of wearing like a kind of like a green and brown like toned fit earlier, and now she's in like a much more fun. It's got like oranges, oranges on it. Yeah. Um, I think well, it's to sh- help show some of the passing of time. Yeah, like, like it's definitely multiple one days. day has gone by. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was interesting. Although was Troy wearing the same clothes? No, he's well, wearing from the when same... he was in the stairwell to now. I don't think so. Because I, I thought it was defi- blue both times, but... He wears a lot of blue. I th- Yeah, when he was in the stairwell, he, he might have been in, like, a button-down, and now I think he's in a long-sleeve tee, so I think it is different. Yeah, and then what he's wearing now is the same that he wears at the end of the minute with um in the drama club on yeah. stage. Yeah, so they're singing together. Now, it's yeah, there's more of this montage. So before they were singing separately kind of on their own and now they're practicing with kelsey although they're not practicing all together now yeah that's a beatles reference i I got it you very much enunciated it so i knew where you were going (laughs) um part of this too we're hearing their two parts yeah and getting to that point you made last minute where troy is singing the harmony you can really tell it when troy sings and it's even more pronounced because, like we said, there's other music playing. There's the non-diegetic... Choral... Weird, creepy music, for some reason still, <laughs> playing. And it's like, wh- why? Who? Because it's in a different key. It's so confusing. I mean, the montage has to have the same song going all the way through, I guess? I don't know. Well, interestingly I'm- enough, the montage briefly stops. We get a, one of those kind of like whistle interrupts. I wonder how many whistle cuts there are in film. Can you remember any other classic whistle cuts? Like someone blows a whistle and it cuts to like directly to... Remember the Titans definitely has one. Okay. Yeah, I guess it'd be a sports movie thing where like all of a sudden you whistle and then you're suddenly like in an intense moment. Man, why isn't Blake here? Blake, I'm sure, had some in Mighty Ducks. <laughs> okay, so p- pick your sports movie. They probably... But that's definitely something I just thought of that like... That's just like an editor's trick that like any like basic editor like has processed in their brain, but most people probably haven't. So it's interesting. So then we cut to basketball practice. And they're doing the classic passing drill. Yeah, the classic zigzag passing. I've definitely done that drill before because it's quick hands. I guess. It's it's like a a stop between a weaving drill and a simple just like passing. It's it's quick hands. (laughs) 
I it doesn't make any sense to me though because they're not moving their feet. No. They're just passing. Yeah, I think it's to work though on like getting it off quick. Yeah, it just makes more sense to have that be like a, in a three man weave drill or something when you're where you're moving your feet like where you're sh- like even if you're shuffling back and forth or you know if if it's like two like single file lines and you're like cycling around just to ha- just to have people standing still and passing in a zigzag. I just don't see the benefit. I like it could be a drill. Also, if they were doing it with multiple balls and you like really had to like pay attention, pay attention and like keep pace and keep rhythm. Mm-hmm. But there's just one ball and it's just kind of Mr. Bolton going like, "Focus, keep your head in the game." Uh, and excuse like, excuse me, get your head get, in the game. Get, yeah, he does a little bit of a getcha, which is like a little forced. <laughs> it has to be get your head in the game. That's the that's, only. <laughs> that's the lie. That's the lie. Um, <laughs> it's like let the force be with you. I, don't, I just changed it a little bit. <laughs> um, and then when it gets to Chad, Chad, like, hesitates for a second. And then he's like, faster, more intense. And Chad's like, oh, yeah. And then he passes the ball. He's like, wait, why did Chad stop in the first place? <laughs> Was he Chad like, doesn't have his head in the game. He's thinking about where Troy is. Ah, uh, me too. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. My, Mike Mike Bolton is doing some, or whoever the actor is, is doing some good acting, like whistle in mouth acting yeah. dialogue. That's always fun. Yeah. I mean, he definitely can be coach. What, like, he's a good coach actor. Like, he's intense enough without being scary, and he doesn't get, like, red in the face. And Yeah. It's a, it's a good performance because he's both funny, like, in these kind of other scenes. And and intense enough when we need him to be, and you know he's not terribly unlikable, but he's not like he's not like a great guy. I feel like the name you've given him, Mike, doesn't quite fit. I mean, Jack fits little less, which is his actual name, just as a reminder, everyone. <laughs> but I was thinking, um, maybe because I just spend too much time on animal Twitter, but Brent. Feel like that's a good name. I because well, I feel like if he was played by Nathan Fillion, Nathan Fillion w- wouldn't get the seriousness down enough. Like Nathan Fillion can be serious, yeah, but not in like a mean way. Yeah, more of like a jerk kind of way, but not yeah. like. But there's not there's not like cruelty. Yeah. So I give I give this actor a lot of credit. Like every time he pops up, I enjoy it. Yeah, you like this actor <laughs> much more. Like you want to talk about him every time. Well, because when he, he says to like the last guy in line, like. You seen that you seen Troy? Jason. That was Jason. That was Jason. Who's, who's Jason? We've talked about Jason many times. Jason's okay. been here throughout. All right. He's like, you seen Troy? And he's like, no, no. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, keep going. Ah. <laughs> well, but he's obviously like angry because now Troy is not just missing free period. He's missing he's a time missing when the real practice. real practice when coach and he doesn't is even present. have detention this time. No. I mean, this is an important note, and it doesn't really get spelled out right here, like, because it's kind of in a montage. But Chad is, yeah, he's literally missing practice, like, officially in this scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal for Troy to, like, he's picking which side, and... And I feel like he's not there yet as a character. Troy? Uh, Yeah, I I feel like we just, like, in, like, two scenes ago, he was like, hmm, I don't know, like, I don't know what I want. And now he's officially skipping basketball practice. I feel like I like in my head I imagined there being like one one more scene of him choosing basketball over Gabriella slash drama, and then there being like 
no, but we need you. And then being like, okay, like him sneaking out or like, because we don't even see him make the choice, I think is part of it. Yes, we do. Gabriella asks, are we doing the callback? They did that on the roof. Yeah, but that that's not, that's making the choice to like do the callback. That's not making the choice to officially start skipping basketball practice. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that would be an interesting scene. It's like, hmm, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to be there today. Like, like why? Uh, I have to do a, a test or something like that, where it's like there's drama to it. Not drama, but drama. Um, but instead, we just kind of Drama. get... <laughs> instead, we kind of just cut away from basketball practice to Troy being at d- drama club painting a rocks. Box? Yeah, something Oh, oh yeah, it's like a crate. Yeah. yeah. And Gabriella is tapping her foot. It looks like she's sewing something, yeah. but I have no idea what she's doing. It looks doing. like she's sewing, but she doesn't have a sewing machine. She, no. And, and the tapping of her foot doesn't correlate to sewing motion. Yeah, it looks like well, it looks like there's music or something going on because Troy's kind of also bobbing his head. But no one else is, so I think yeah. they're just vibing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Gabriella's hand also don't quite look like she's sewing. I have no idea what she's doing. I think it's just like super short hand, like you're just doing something at the table. Just go. Yeah, she could have been like drawing or coloring something in. Yeah, I like the idea that Troy is at least a little proficient in painting uh Set decorations. Yeah, and I mean, he's participating in drama. Like, he's showing Darvis that he is grateful for the callback and, like, is putting his effort in. Again, it's weird that they're designing and building the set when callbacks, like, when the cast hasn't even been made yet. Because usually you cast the play and then, like, you start rehearsing it. And then, you know, the set is later. They could be working on a set for a different musical and this is the next musical. We have know, no man. idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, weird yeah. weird montage. The, the little intercut in the middle with the sports. Sportball. Um, yeah. Just something but not much. Yeah. And, and I- Darvis's full reaction we get with the next minute. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I like, the, I, like, I like the stuff with Troy and Gabriella rehearsing, especially with Kelsey. Overall, this montage is so weird. Is this, like, the weirdest thing we've gotten? Because we've gotten some weird things in this movie. Is this, like, the worst filmmaking that we've gotten so far? Or, the like, the weirdest choice that they've made? I can't decide. I don't I'm know. I'm trying we've to defi- remember. We've definitely had some weird stuff, like, when they first started school, like, went back to school. And, like, the High Troy POV camera, that was very weird. And, like, a very different kind of shot. Um, the whole stuff with Darbus and Coach Bolton in the principal's office was pretty weird because it just didn't fit in. Yeah, it's just, it's all kind of a blur because it's been so long over time that, like, none of, none of the, like, the movie isn't aggressively bad. Like, that's the thing. It's not bad. Yeah. I, and I still think, you know, that this isn't a great movie. Um, it's a pretty good movie. I see why people like it. It's very enjoyable. But it's not, like, a great movie. You're also watching it one minute at a time, so... I know, That's I know. a very different experience. I know. Um, but I can tell. I'm an adult. <laughs> hey. So, I don't know. This this is definitely one of the scenes that's like, what, what, who who decided this? What What is going on here? Yeah, it is different. It's different. I think it, <laughs> it totally is different than a lot of the rest of the movie, and... The music especially just makes it stand out in a very <laughs> weird way. Yeah. 
but I think that's what I'm reacting to. Yeah. So any other notes or do you, should we move on to our Disney Channel original movie of the week? Um, I have a note here, but I don't know why. Oh, no, no. Okay, I've got a note here. The- mm. Decom of the week. <laughs> the title of this episode is going to be whatever that note is. You're going to figure out what yeah, note that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this week, because we are in Spooktober. Oh, it's Spooktober. I didn't say anything at the top of either episode about how it's Spooktober ridiculous anyway uh if you're listening to this the week it comes out saturday is a blue moon full moon and halloween and halloween and there's an extra hour of sleep because it's daylight savings fall back yeah yeah it's fall back so so party party it out yeah so the movie you get to so connor's going to tell me a movie and i'm gonna have to i that i don't know and i'm going to have to come up with its plot off the top of my head yeah, uh, one of my favorites, I would say. I really enjoy this movie, so I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it. Halloween Town, the classic decom from 1998. Wow. You were a whole 11 months old when this movie came uh, out. It's 10 months. 10 months, fine. <laughs> it's I was born the, in January. Yeah, but it was towards the end of the... Uh, t- yeah. So I wouldn't be a full 11 months. No. I'd be almost 11 almost months. Almost 11 months. <laughs> Starring Kimberly J. Brown and Debbie Reynolds and Judith Hogue. Is Debbie Reynolds anyone? Debbie Reynolds is like Carrie Fisher's mom. Oh, okay. Like, huge film actress. Like, this is a big name. Oh, yeah. Big name for our DCOM. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten lots of, like, older actors, like, later in their career, like... You know, doing small roles in DCOMs. No, this is like, she's like prominent throughout the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Halloween Town. I definitely like have heard of Halloween Town and, you know, can recognize like, you know, iconography ish from it. It's not Halloween Town from The Nightmare Before Christmas. No, but it is all one word the same way Halloween yes. Town from Nightmare Before Christmas is. Um, and they kept making sequels probably up to, like, 2004 or 2005, There right? are four of them that exist. The second one came out in 2001. The third one came out in 2004. And the fourth one came out in 2006. Yeah, because I remember being, like, watching Disney Channel when, like, the sequels were coming out. I'd, I've never seen any of them. But I'm being like, okay, this Halloween Town, like, it's a brand. Yeah. And obviously one of the more successful uh, Disney Channel original movies, not as much of, like, a money draw as High School Musical, but mm-hmm. as the same amount of movies. Classic, as, yeah. Yeah. Oh, less movies, or more movies than High School Musical. Well, High School Musical has the oh, Sharpay Sharpay's spin-off. Fabulous Adventure. I always forget about that movie. <laughs> I've never Probably seen fair. it. Probably fair. I've never seen um, it. So Halloween Town. What I think I know about it, and this could be totally <laughs> off, but what I think I know about it, it's the main character's like a, you know, 14-year-old girl, maybe a little younger to start, actually, because I think it's the, I don't I don't even know if it's the same actress all the way through to 2006, or if it's the same character or what. Um, there's, I feel like there's a lot of lore in Halloween Town. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. So I think we've got like our main girl. She's like a normal girl, lives in like a normal, let's say, New England town where all spooky things occur. And she's got an aunt who hails from Halloween town and and like visits and like 
they learn that like they learn of the existence of Halloween Town, like this girl, and I don't know if she's got any siblings or whatever. They kind of like learn of the existence of a Halloween Town where there's like there's magic and there's witches and jack o' lantern men and you know whatever like Halloween stuff is there. Werewolves, Draculas, the whole shebang. Draculas, <laughs> multiple Draculas, yes. not vampires. Folks. Yes. And so she gets there, and, mm, I mean, the classic way to go is that, like, the aunt is, like, uh, like breaking a rule by bringing, like, a, like a mortal or, like, a normal, a normie into Halloween Town. And so, like, maybe it's not, like, an explicit rule, but, like, there's kind of these, like, dark forces that are, like, anti. There's definitely dark forces. Because I, 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 vaguely, I vaguely remember there being, like, an evil Halloween Town person. That, like, you know, comes back in sequels. Um, so, girl, girl, like, normal girl comes to Halloween Town, has kind of, like, some silly adventures with, like, the different characters that live in Halloween Town. But there's also, like, these growing tensions as, like, this kind of dark force is getting bigger. And the the dark force is mad at her because she's an outsider. But, but because she's an outsider, she can kind of see things from a different perspective that the Halloween Town residents don't really have. Maybe she learns that she has, like, secret magic powers within her that she never knew about because, you know, she has, you know, witch blood in her. Um, or maybe she's, like, some sort of chosen one, half-blood prince style, half-blood princess. Um, and she's able to kind of, like, wield the the MacGuffin weapon that's able to take down the dark force, like, evil wizard and save the day. And... That's that's not very specific, but like, I like that. Like, I'm just I'm trying to be as honest with what I think it is, and that that is like what I think it is. Okay. So I'm gonna stop there if that's okay. Unless you want to try to dig more stuff out of me. Um, no, you're pretty close, but also <laughs> not. Okay. Um. So Marnie, who is the main character, she is 13. I was close. You were close. Like I said, you were close with a lot of things. <laughs> and her mother, uh, continually, they two, the two of them get into a lot of fights over why her family doesn't celebrate Halloween. She's like, it's not... <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> she's like, it's not fair. My younger sister doesn't get to go trick-or-treating and get candy. Like, I don't get to go to my friend's costume party. My weirdo little brother is like being weird instead of trick-or-treating like um, <laughs> um and it's funny because like you might get this with like someone who's not christian who like we don't celebrate christmas but like halloween's like not, it's never really been like a secular holiday <laughs> no but this is the only time of year she gets to see her grandmother who is played by debbie reynolds debbie okay. reynolds comes to visit okay. her every year on halloween okay so Halloween is important to their family, but her mother doesn't like to celebrate it. Okay. Basically. And when her grandmother's there, she reads them a bedtime story about Halloween Town where there are goblins Whoa. and witches. And, and so does the grandmother live in Halloween Town 364 days of a year and comes to them on Halloween only? Let me get their tie. Okay. <laughs> So after they go to bed, Marnie's like, why can't I go visit you? And the mom's like, absolutely not. You are staying here. And she sneaks down to overhear her mom and her grandmother like arguing. And she finds out 
that she comes from a line of witches. Her mom and her grandmother <laughs> are witches. And her grandmother holds this prestige in town. She's a very important character. There's actually a picture in the book that her grandmother was reading her that looks like her and that got her thinking about, like, well, what's going on here? And her grandmother's come to ask for her mother's help because she's been trained as a witch. And people in Halloween Town are disappearing. Whoa, there's dark forces at work. There are. <laughs> and so her younger brother, who's only like a couple years younger, and Marnie follow their grandmother back to Halloween Town, which is which they get to by a flying bus, which is a pretty, it's like a pretty cool thing. Like it's this- A la Sky High? Alice, yeah, yeah, no, very similar, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, can, we do a, can we do a quick Sky High minute? No, just kidding. <laughs> but I do like the idea of doing other minutes within a minute. Uh, I want to return to that. Okay. <laughs> so they get to Halloween Town, and the grandmother doesn't know they're there at first. So they're just like going around town, getting to like talk to people and stuff. And they're approached by the mayor of Halloween Town, Calabar. Does he have, like, a, a head that swivels so one side's happy and one no. side's sad? No. Darn. He's very, like, suave and, like, you don't know what kind of monster he's connected to kind of thing. Okay. Where there are others that, so like... So he's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type. No. Where, like, he turns evil every once in a while. No. He just is evil. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. Darn. He's the bad guy. Oh, man. Um, so they... Is he Mr. Boogity? <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> He so <laughs> after meeting Calabar, they f they come across this jokester skeleton who drives a taxi cab. That sounds fun. And his name is Benny, obviously, because that's the only taxi driver name you can have is Benny. Is that the name of who the cab? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Okay. I do. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Minute. I love that movie. <laughs> um. So he takes them to their grandmother's house, and she's like, what are you all doing here? Because the littlest one also snuck on without the other two Whoa. realized. So all three of them are in Halloween Town. when that happens. That happens way more in movies than it does in real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she's like, I'm so happy you're all here. Let's not tell your mom right away. <laughs> and you guys can help me solve this problem I'm having. Because they have. she also wants to train Marnie so Marnie doesn't lose her magic. Because if she's not trained... In witchcraft, by the time she's 13, she loses her magic. Mm, a la Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Exactly. And she get they start to try and do this magical spell that um, the grandmother's hoping will help solve the problem, like help bring back the people or reveal who the evildoer is. And it doesn't work, so they go back into town for the right ingredients. And... The mom comes into town. Like, they run into the mom and they're like, crap. Now I'm so like. Is Halloween Town a physical place? It's a physical place that you can get to by magical means. Okay. So the bus stop, like, part of why her <laughs> grandmother comes on Halloween is because that's kind of when the bus runs and it's very hard to get back to the mortal world. Okay. So how did the mom get there? Bus. Because it's still Halloween? Yeah. So it's just like a couple hours later? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but they can't get back. Like, they're stuck there because there's no oh, bus man. back right now. So... I like that that's, like, subtly just, like, a land of the dead type thing. <laughs> it's like, wait, are we all dead? No, they're not all dead. <laughs> and while they're, con like, 
the mom is confronting the grandmother, she runs into Calabar, the mayor, who we find out is an ex-boyfriend. Whoa. Evil ex-boyfriend much. Evil ex-boyfriend. And they sense the grandmother's in trouble. Like, the grandmother gets taken away by someone they interact with who's not super important. So I glossed over them earlier. And they're in this theater, and they are confronting the hooded figure that is causing all of these problems. And they find out that all of the missing people are frozen in time. So he's, like, created this time bubble, basically, where all these people are frozen in. And the kids start, the kids escape and start collecting all the ingredients they need to fix the talisman that they have to insert in the giant jack-o'-lantern in the mid, in the center of the, the town square, basically. Cool. And that will break the spell. And the hooded figure is revealed to be Calabar, and he tries to get Marnie, but just as Marnie's like getting caught, she drops the talisman completed into the jack-o'-lantern. The spell is broken. Halloween Town is saved, and... Um, what, what is Calabar's motivation? Uh, he, in part, is mad at Gwen, uh, so the mom, yeah. because she married a mortal. Okay, so I was, like, sort of, like, yeah. had something. Yeah, and um, he's, like, trying to, he's trying to rally the Halloween Town people against this wi- very influential witch family. Okay. And take so, over the mortal world. So, okay, so he so, wants to take over the mortal world. Okay. Yeah. So but how does freezing all of Halloween Town help him accomplish that? He's taking out the naysayers, her, um, the grandmother's allies. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm trying to think. No, that and, makes sense. No, but um, no, the, I was missing an important point. Um, so as Marnie like drops the thing, spell starts to break, but Calabar is still like active. It's revealed that Dylan, the the brother, also has magic, so he also needs to get trained as a witch oh, as well, which is exciting. And all four of them rally together and like defeat Calabar. And oh, I hope he never comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween, t- Halloween Town Two: Calabar's Revenge. I did know that that was a title. I think. <laughs> yeah, and they go back to the mortal world and they get to train as. Um, witches, and um, the grandmother actually stays in the mortal world to help with the training. Oh, how nice. So, Debbie Reynolds is an absolutely delightful person in it. She's like such a comforting grandmother figure that it's like so sweet and she's just like a great grandmother figure. Um, Yeah, but Halloween Town's a great... The effects in it are actually pretty cool. They do a lot of prosthetics, so it's not like a lot of CGI, which is pretty cool. So like the skeleton and like characters and makeup yeah yeah it, it's really it's it's a visually a very cool movie it's a yeah. pretty simple story but like it's fun yeah and it's a good halloween movie yeah in comparison to some of the other ones we've talked about what you don't like the scream team i was thinking mr boogity but you know <laughs> all right that was minute 52 and halloween town one where can people find us on the internet, Condra? They can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Tell us your favorite uh, holiday town. Ever been to Easterville? What's the St. Patrick's ones? St. Patrick's um, Day called Ireland? I- <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to Ireland? Email us. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. Until next time, you can bet on it. <laughs>